Welcome to my channel, Inspired Ideas. So, the other day I was listening to one of my podcasts that I wrote, that I wrote, <laughs> that I spoke about, and it came across, it was called Being Separated and Having to Share Your Kids. Okay, I just want to say, my name is Olivia, and I'm here to share my experience with myself and that hopefully it could help you or maybe help me later on down the road and also see like my growth and my experience where I've gone through with my life so I listened to that podcast of me and this happened in January we're currently in October and a lot of things have changed since then and I kind of laughed a little bit because in that podcast in January, I had said that I can't sleep with the lights off. Like, it really took me a really long time to transition myself. Like, uh, me and my kid's father separated in June of 2019. And all the way up until January, for sure, I was, you know, had the lights on, especially when the kids weren't here. And it was a transition because, man, was it hard. I felt like he was being so complicated at that time. He just was trying to do anything and everything to get under my skin. He, I felt, I felt like everything that he was doing with the kids was to like one up me all the time. And I. If anyone that knows me, I'm not that person. Like, I'm not going to one-up you because I just don't do that. I don't care. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do, what I feel like is best for the kids. You know, I want them to enjoy themselves. I understand that there's certain things that they'll like, but they'll toss out in a second because it's not that big a deal for them. And uh, it was so hard. <laughs> and it can be really easy. I'm sure it could, but it, the both people got to be on the same page if they're going to talk and, and share their information, if they're going to separate and what's going to happen with the kids. Like the one thing that I do like is a transition of, you know, we start our week on Friday. And so Friday will be our trade-off day because I thought, well, that would be easier for the kids to kind of transition through the weekend at their home because now they have two homes so they transition during the weekend and then Monday going to school it will be so much easier for them to like know where to start off their day I don't know I guess that's just what I thought and it's working out like they're they they haven't said that it doesn't work out or like it's complicated or anything like that but you know doing my best also I wanted to share like with the other podcast I did share that I started sending text messages and you know sending them love messages like I love you I miss you I hope you're having a great day I'm thinking about you I'll even call them I send them pictures periodically that they love and they enjoy those. So if you want to try that, definitely try that. Share that. Because who doesn't want to see pictures? Especially of themselves when they're little people. Come on now. It's beautiful. Um, another thing, I wrote some things down that I wanted to share. 
I've always been okay with being an open person to listening and I'm sure that every now and again I'm pretty stubborn sometimes where I'm like nope 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 I don't want to hear it but also the father of my children as the same way like anytime that I would try to share information like oh the kids are feeling this type of way like maybe you can approach them in another way so that way they don't feel so intimidated by having to share these things with you instantly I was getting yelled at or scolded or like whatever but instead of being receptive even myself I'm like I probably have felt the same way, like, threatened in a sense. Not, like, physically, but, like, threatened in the sense of, like, well, I know what's better for my kids. I'm the mother. But I should also be open and available to listening to their father's opinion. And maybe he does have insight or something where he can help me be a better mother to our kids. So keep that in mind that sometimes someone might share some information with you it really doesn't mean that you have to listen you have to just be okay with whatever they say and try not to let your ego get involved because once that happens you get defensive you start yelling screaming you you don't know how to react and then taking a moment to step back to even just listen and it might be insightful maybe you might want to take those notes and use them or it might not be insightful and you'll be like, oh, okay, thank you for that information. And you don't have to use it. And you have to be okay with that. The one thing that I did or I had to really learn or figure out is <clears throat> being okay with the other parent having their own parenting skills. <laughs> like, I know that in our marriage, I was the one that was always with the kids I was always telling them what to do I wanted them to follow this type of direction and it we weren't ever on the same page like we never had that conversation like this is what I want my kids I want them to grow up I want them to have manners I want them to communicate with people I want them to be okay with speaking for themselves I want like there's a lot of things that I I'm sure I voiced but there wasn't no on the other end like telling me how they how he wanted the kids to be raised how he wanted them to have manners or he want you know there wasn't no back and forth communication on that and i was having a really hard time with the way he was deciding to raise them on his end and that was driving me nuts but i had to tell myself like look it's okay you have to be okay with it. You have to be okay with it. Like, there's no way you can control somebody else's environment. You can still voice your opinion and say, you know what, I don't agree with that. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be his choice or her choice, whoever it is that you're speaking with. But it's going to be their choice, what they're going to choose. And you just have to be like, well, that doesn't happen in my home. And that's it. Like, I'm sure there's things that I do that he doesn't like. And, you know, we just have to respect that we each have our own ideas. We each want to raise our kids a certain way. And our kids are going to probably benefit from both ends. And that's all I want to view it as. Like, our kids are going to view from both ends. And they're each going to get their own idea on how they want to grow up. Even, you know, and by growing up, I mean, like, once they become adults and re 
vamping their whole life so that's what i mean let's see i do want to say that things have gotten better we had this really huge humongous i want to call it i don't even know what i want to call it but a humongous something that happened in june that like shifted completely and it was a scary moment and very fearful and but at the same time like a lot of strength for myself and my children and then also for their dad like june is definitely a marking month of 2020 that has changed their father's perspective on life which is great and i'm happy for him but those prior months were so difficult very difficult and even not to say that we won't have little bumps and scrapes that are going to happen along the way but you know the fact that communication is now open and we can communicate and then even take a second to step back and listen is you know a hundred steps forward versus like a thousand steps back um I also wanted to share, let's see, that I'm, I don't know if I just said this already, but I'm able to sleep with the light off. I know that for all those months, I could not sleep with the lights off. I felt scared. I felt fear. I felt worry. I couldn't grasp my emotions. And I don't know if it was like, I don't know what I'm going to see in the dark, but I would rather see with the lights on. And it was very, very painful to be in fear. And I was worried like they weren't with me, but I was by myself. Like my husband or my the father of my kids, he's never really been by himself. Like... And I don't feel like I ever, I really, you know, I've experienced being by myself, but he went to go move in with his family and, or siblings, you know, and there's always someone there. Me, I'm here by myself, all alone, no one to talk to, no one to hear me. If something happened to me, nobody would know until somebody would come, you know, look for me or trade the kids. You know, nobody would really know if anything happens to me. So that was a big fear. Like, what if something happens to me? I have a thyroid condition every now and again. My heart will flutter a thousand billion times. And it literally is really scary. Um, Anytime I've had some, you know, health issues, that is really scary. You you know, you think about like, okay, I'm all by myself. But then you have to tell yourself like, you're fine. You're okay. You're going to get through this one step at a time. Making sure that you reaffirm this to yourself every day. Even just these words are very powerful. Telling yourself like, you're going to do this. It's okay. Because I was literally, I went from 
my mom's house to an aunt's house to being married to having kids and even though my husband wasn't in the picture I always had the kids with me so it wasn't like I was ever by myself and the only time like I even started experiencing some solitude time was after my separation in 2014 that carried over until 2016 and that was definitely a transition to even being by myself for a few hours I would have like this leavey Thursday where I would be just do what I want let it just say I go to a park read a book I started enjoying myself being by myself and but it was only for a brief time and it wasn't necessarily me being at home by myself it was like me being outside in the world by myself so being at home for seven days oh yeah that was a transition that really was because the kids would leave the house would be a mess and my apartment I live in an apartment but I call it a house because I was raised in a house and that's just why but anyways um my home would be a mess and I wouldn't clean until Thursday the day before they would come home so that just slowly slowly got better I started cleaning up on Wednesdays and then I started cleaning up on Tuesdays and then the, it just started getting easier and easier and then now I've trained myself that I try to clean on Thursday evenings so that way um, there's less mess and then there I do a consistent, at least I try to do a consistent, I can say I do it all the time, but I try to be consistent with asking the kids to help around the home and help me with the dishes and the clothes and the things and even having my home clean the whole week is kind of gives you that weird feeling like wait a minute this isn't normal and it's not because when the kids are here things just are not in their spot and that's that's expected because they're kids and I know that I'm not super strict on them when it comes to cleaning up, but at the same time, I do tell them all the time, you have to, you have to, this is a thing we need to do, and it's not a punishment, and I don't like to punish them for it. I mean, I might give them a pop here and there, like, hurry up, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, but, you know, nothing ex- nothing extreme. All right. On to the next thing. Let's see. Um, Being separated and having to share your kids is really hard. Especially when you're throwing a party. Only because... And I say it's hard because... I don't think it's really that hard. But I just make it hard probably. Because I want the other parent to participate. And I want them to help out and do things. But sometimes you just have to be okay that they're not going to participate or they don't want to put in as much effort as you do. And their ideas are different than yours. And there are certain things you just have to be okay with. One, either you communicate and say, hey, I really need your help. This is what's going on. I want to do this on this day. If you're available, can you come? If you're not available, let me know. 
and or you know whatever it is but the most important thing is communication communicating and letting each other know that these are the things that you would like and if they can help and if they cannot then you just find another avenue to help you figure out what it is you need to do I don't know I just wanted to come on here and share that you know things are transitioning and they are better and being by myself has gotten better my kids now text me every now and again letting me know that they love me it's an open thing where we have to teach our children to communicate and let us let them tell us that they love us as well like it can't just be a one-way street and you do have to communicate to your kids like hey send me a text let me know you love me or i missed you how were you like next time let me know or if something happens let me know or if you need anything call me i'm available i will help you i'm here for you you have to keep those doors open so that your kids feel safe and secure because i know that right now like if anything happens with my children the first person they might call is going to be me they're going to say hey mom i need this i need that i need your help how can we figure this out i hurt my leg uh something happened my head hurts they're gonna they've called me on numerous occasions so that i can help them fix what's going on because they know that they can rely on me and these are things that they know that a grown-up a parent a responsible parent will definitely be able to help them with so i hope you have a wonderful day i hope this helped you um And if you are going through a separation, I want to say that I love you. You're doing great. The choices that were made were either for your best benefit, even though it's really hard to let go and move forward. I know that for me, it's been really painful letting go of a marriage that I have a person that I love so much that I didn't want to let go of. I loved him with all my heart, but I realized that there's certain toxic situations that you just have to let go of, and for the benefit of yourself and your family, because you shouldn't put yourself in a toxic situation if it's not going, I mean, you shouldn't put yourself in a toxic situation at all, like, there's, growing up, I realized that the women in my family put up with it because we were trained that way and I was trained that way but realizing now that no it's not okay it's not safe I don't want to have to worry if anything is going to happen to me or my kids or being manipulated like there are certain situations that I eventually probably will share about myself but you're doing the right thing And if you've had to separate for other situations, you're still doing the right thing. Because first and foremost, we have to pay attention to ourselves because we're crying inside. We need the attention from ourselves. And we need to learn that it's okay to love ourselves, to appreciate ourselves, to respect ourselves, to not tolerate people to disrespect us, to not love us the way we need to be loved. 
especially when we ask them in the way that we need to be loved and they do not reciprocate. And if they do, they only give you little bits and pieces and then pull all the way back because why? A manipulative tactic. I don't know. You're doing great. One step at a time. You might cry yourself to sleep, cry in the shower. It's okay, but it's going to get better. For me, it's definitely gotten better. I went from crying all the time to slowly, just every now and again, I take moments to journal it out and write my thoughts down. I love myself way more than I've ever loved myself. And I'm certainly proud that I moved this forward in my life, even if it is that I have to share my children. I never wanted that. That was never part of my dream, but it's part of my destiny. And I can't change that. But all I can do is appreciate and love it. All right, well, have a great day. Bye.